welcome to season six of the Self-Care 101 podcast hosted by life coach Pooja K. McClymont. This season is about awakening the leader within so that you can be empowered to create an extraordinary life. We'll be diving deep into self-awareness, compassion and resilience, covering a wide range of topics to help you expand your potential through powerful insights from ancient wisdom and modern psychology. I'm so grateful that you're listening, and if you enjoyed today's show, I'd love it if you would leave me a short review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It really helps the show get discovered by others and helps me know that you like it too. Thank you so much for listening today. Now let's get to it. Hello, it's season six, episode five. Before we jump in, I want to say a huge heartfelt thank you to the lovely listeners who've left reviews and ratings recently. I am so grateful. It helps so, so much. Thank you. What does it mean to awaken the leader within and transform your life? Well, I'm defining it as a journey to awaken your deepest desires so that you can lead your life by aligning your actions to your truest values. It's about redefining success fulfillment and purpose. It's also about awakening from the slumber of consciousness where we think we're making decisions and choices based on what we believe we want, but actually we're making them based on conditioning. For today though, my focus will be to guide you to unleashing your potential, defining your success and creating an extraordinary life that aligns with your values. Now, what does that all mean in practical terms? Well, we coast through life mostly on autopilot. We do the things we're supposed to do. We tick the boxes, show off our status climbs. But are we truly happy? Now, when we question our happiness, we get a little bit scared because deep down we thought that living life according to the linear path, the capitalist path, would lead us to happiness, but it actually hasn't. Then we either keep coasting because it's too hard to change or we seek growth through the power of self-inquiry. Now, my work has had many iterations and at first I thought I was harming my work for never really committing to a particular niche. But over time, I've actually realized that I just didn't have the words yet to communicate fully what I wanted to share with the world. So I know how difficult it is to make changes in your life, especially when you feel like you're on your own in your thinking. But if you feel the pull for more, that's usually the sign that you're not actually living authentically. And it's your call to action to make things change. But how can you do this? You need a little bit of help. You need to take the support of someone who knows this journey, is still on this journey, but just a few steps ahead. Because if you can trust them, they can guide you towards your own freedom. Freedom from the path that isn't really yours. Freedom from your pain. Freedom from discomfort. Freedom to do life on your own terms. The power to lead your life on your own terms does reside within you. And I hope that this journey can be the catalyst for your transformative awakening. When I was told by the sonographer that my second baby was struggling to grow and that she was to be delivered ASAP, I first burst into tears and I allowed all of my fears to run through me. 
Then, once I'd composed myself, I stepped outside to breathe through the pain and I took a few deep breaths. I looked to the sky and I said to myself, here we go again. You can do this. All will be well. And I then phoned my husband and I told him what was going on. Now, my consultant gave me permission to head home to get my things. And once my husband arrived at the hospital to pick me up, we bought some sandwiches. We bought a chocolate bar and a coffee. We ate lunch together at home in silence. And then we put the already packed suitcase into the car and drove back to the hospital so that we could begin this arduous journey to birth and beyond. When the consultant told me that the baby was to be delivered within the next 24 hours, I cried because I needed to release my fears. Now, self-discovery has taught me that I must release the feelings inside as soon as I feel them, because otherwise I won't be able to cope with the next steps ahead. Now, stepping outside for a few minutes actually allowed me to ground myself and take in the news and calm myself so that I could be in the best position for myself and the baby emotionally. Calling my husband was a third step and it was only once I had accepted the position that we were in and I was more able to either handle his fears or release more of mine with him. Now by taking charge of myself at this moment, I was able to think clearly. I was able to listen carefully to the doctor's and love my family whilst we waited for me and the new baby to undergo trauma. Kind of strange to think of trauma in this way, where you know you're about to experience it, because usually trauma just happens, right? It just happens to you. This is kind of like a planned trauma. Doesn't make it any easier, but it does make it easier to navigate each step of it and protect yourself in the process as much as possible. Being conscious of what was happening, fully aware and present, is what helped me to stay calm and go through this really difficult process. What helped me through this process was leading myself through it and not being passively in despair of it. Even though we'd been through this journey before with our previous child, it still felt like the first time. And it was the first time, actually. It was the first time with my second child. I remembered everything. I remembered every single step of the medical procedures that I'd have to endure and what she would have to endure. I remember my first experience in so much vivid detail. And I remember this experience in so much vivid detail too. My first experience was traumatic, but my carers were excellent. This second experience, however, was more traumatic because there were only seven of 25 carers that were actually kind to me. Can you believe that? Only seven people who were part of the journey that were actually kind to me. They were my consultant, the final midwife who took me to theatre, my surgeon, the baby's paediatrician at birth, the anesthesiologist, and a midwife in aftercare and a nurse in neonatal. One midwife even had the audacity to try to pick a fight with me the night before surgery because I asked her what she was doing. She just came into the room at 11 o'clock at night and she didn't acknowledge me. She didn't say, hi, how are you doing? Nothing. I'm here to do X, Y, Z. So when I asked her what she was doing, she really aggressively said that she was administering magnesium, which is a horrible experience, by the way. So it helps to have a nice person doing it. She then said, why am I asking her this question? And I was like, it's nice if the staff are kind and this is a really stressful process. Her response was, 
I don't need to be kind. And it's your opinion that I'm not being kind. Nice, huh? Anyway, I breathed through it. She was not worth stressing myself or the baby over. Now, you see, this is leading from within. Now, I could have lashed out. My husband wanted to. We both could have lost it. But we had so much pain and fear within us, right, that we could have just released it all onto this vile woman, but we didn't. We knew we could take control of ourselves in that moment and continue to lead ourselves through this difficult journey. And so we did. A client of mine was struggling to get promoted. She did all the right thing. She was an A-star student, right? She would do all the right things that could guarantee her the promotion. But whenever she sat down with her boss to ask for it, he'd tell her that it just wasn't the right time yet. And she was properly baffled. So she started to hire people to help her be in the best position to get the promotion the next time she was up for review. She hired an executive coach, a career coach, and even a spiritual coach. She was ready to take on this VP role and she was willing to do whatever it took to achieve it. So the next review, she asked her boss again. And once again, he said, now's not the time. Now, I met Jenny at a friend's birthday drinks. I didn't know her. She was a friend of a friend. But someone told her that I was a life coach. And a few minutes later, she pretty much pounced on me to tell me her life story. Now, I listened as she told me about the experience that she was going through with work. And she told me all the work that she had done with her coaches, mentors and advisors. So I thought, oh, she knows what she's doing. She told me that she'd applied everything that they worked on together. And still, her boss said that she wasn't ready. Now, I knew she was fishing for some free advice. So I just offered her this. I asked her why she wanted the promotion. Now, she was stumped. I was stumped. I genuinely thought that she knew the answer and I was then going to help her see why her boss might think that she's not ready yet. But after a few moments of silence, she kind of fumbled and she said, I deserve it. I've been at this company for over five years. I've worked my ass off. I do a great job. And it's only right that I get this obvious next step as a promotion. Now, before I engage in a deep coaching conversation with anyone, even at a party, I always ask, permission. So I said, would you like an honest response to your answer? Would you like a professional response? And she said, yes. I knew that she wanted to know. So I simply said, to be a leader, you need to add the word we. Now, no one achieves huge success on their own. And she was managing a team of over 50 people globally. So I then asked her if her team were happy. She thought they were, but she couldn't say for sure, especially for every single person. I then asked her what will happen to your life when you become VP. She said that she'd know that she was successful and capable of being a senior leader. So again, she kind of missed saying anything about the opportunity to have an impact. So I simply offered her a private conversation to help her get the promotion and she agreed. Now, after an hour of chatting within the first few minutes and some directive coaching, she realized that firstly, the promotion would mean even less time at home. And secondly, that she did want to make an impact and needed a great team to achieve it. So the next review, she shared her findings and deeper understanding of herself. And guess what? She got the promotion. We then worked together for a year to help her establish her role and the impact that she wanted to make. Because you see, to truly lead yourself, 
is to be fiercely honest with yourself. It's about delving deeper into the answers behind the answers and choosing to consciously lead your life through the choices that you make with that knowledge. Now, Jenny was a great woman, confident, ambitious, strong, kind, loving, and nurturing, but her demeanor was usually received as cold and harsh. But she was simply a woman on a mission with the resources to make a difference. That's all she wanted. Her communication, kind of similar to mine back in the day, (laughs) was that she was impatient with the steps that she needed to take. So in the same way that we'd need to begin society all over again if we wanted to diminish racism and truly create the change that we see, Jenny had to start again with how she was communicating her mission and she needed to know that the changes she could make had to be addressed at a slower pace with more strategic actions. She also needed to know how to approach resistance from others with compassion and outcome-focused thinking. So with this new approach to the VP role, Jenny leads her life more intentionally. She leaves the office three nights a week on time, no client dinners, and she gets to spend more time with her family. So by prioritizing herself this way, she's learned how to share that best practice with her teams. So they now have a better appreciation of her. And this in turn has helped her department achieve more success in what they've been tasked with doing, as well as enabling her to get the green light on her more ambitious endeavors. She leads from within. She consciously leads her life so that it benefits her and those around her, her family, her teams, her bosses, society even. Now, Jenny is going to be doing some really great things. To awaken the leader within you and transform your life on your terms, I want you to know that this journey transcends the ordinary and it invites you to discover the extraordinary potential that lies within you. Now, you might think that you're all tapped out of potential, but we're not only talking about potential in work. To lead from the truest parts of yourself requires an understanding of your true nature and using that to determine your actions. You need to delve into the principles and the practices that will empower you to break free from living life on other people's or society's terms and instead lead your life aligned with your purpose and your values. Now, whenever I use the term awaken the leader within, people straight away think that it's about work. So if they're not a leader in their work, then they aren't a leader. This doesn't apply to them. But actually, it's about more than just leadership at work. I mean, it can be about leadership at work, but it's not probably in the way that you think. So here's a quick example. The cashier in my local supermarket, she always has her hair done. She dyes it in a really dramatic balayage style. And on first impression, you could easily judge her based on how she can afford such an elaborate hairstyle. Or you can look deeper. Now, this cashier always shares recipe ideas with me. I don't necessarily need them because I'm buying ingredients, but she still does it. She's sharing that she loves to cook with someone who clearly cooks too. So whenever I'm with my son, she also asks him about school and what he might be doing on the weekend, and he gets to respond, and we all get to know each other a little better. Now, she doesn't need to do any of this. The customer service in this budget supermarket is basic at best. You're usually lucky if you get a hello, a bye, or thanks. 
Now, I only go in there for great deals on snacks for the child and their excellent frozen fruits and veg selections, literally in and out. But if I were in a more upmarket supermarket like M&S, I'd probably browse for days. So why does she put so much effort in? Well, for her, leading her life means to show up at work looking great. It means to engage with her customers as more than just transactions. It means to interact with an entire family to show how much connection actually means to her. And the result? Well, we feel good, yes, but so does she. When a loved one asks her how her day is, she can easily reply with a host of stories from the people that she's engaged with. The work stuff like when to take a break because they're short-staffed or dealing with a lack of carrier bags becomes just that, work stuff. They aren't problems. They aren't issues. They're just a part of work. She makes the most of her shift so that she can feel great when she goes home. She leads herself. So that's where the awakening journey begins, by exploring our values, strengths, our passions and purpose, understanding the impact of living according to other people's expectations becomes a pivotal point for personal transformation. Now, to lead from within is to lead your life your way. Define success and fulfillment on your terms. Identify your personal and professional aspirations. Craft a vision that aligns seamlessly with your unique purpose and values. It's about setting the stage for a life that is authentically yours. Adopt an empowering mindset and confidence. A positive and growth-oriented mindset forms a foundation of effective inner leadership. Learn to cultivate and sustain self-confidence while breaking free from limiting beliefs that might hinder your potential. Empower yourself to embrace your challenges as just stepping stones to growth. You can align your actions with your purpose. Discover really practical strategies for aligning your daily actions with your long-term goals. So this is about harnessing your vision with goal-setting exercises that are tailored to your aspirations. These are going to guide you in developing an action plan, which ensures that each step is in harmony with your purpose and values. You have to learn to navigate challenges with resilience, because challenges aren't obstacles, but actually they're opportunities for growth. So look at the role of resilience and adaptability in overcoming adversity. Just like Jenny, she needed to learn that her boss saying no was because there was growth to be had and she had to take the time to do it in order to be ready for the VP role. Now, mindfulness and self-care practices shouldn't be overlooked either. With Jenny, by asking her what she wanted her life to look like when she became VP, showed her that whilst her role could blow up and be amazing, it might actually cost her important time with her family. So she learned through the process that she didn't want that and that we had to work out how she could do both roles really well so that she wasn't overcompromising in either. So you have to learn the art of balancing personal and professional well-being through intentional self-care practices. And this has to make sense for your life. It has to speak to your soul so that it's really easy to implement and you can sustain it. You don't have to do anything that's trendy. If walking is your bag, then walk. You don't need to buy a gadget to prove that you're walking. Just do it. 
tap into the power of visualization and manifestation techniques. Whether you believe in these activities or not, just imagining a picture of your life can really help you to be more focused and intentional. But if you're all for it, then I implore you to go wild. You will get so much more of what you think about. So fill your mind with what you want from your life, not just things, the feelings. The feelings are really key here. Before I had my son, even before I had a boyfriend who could give me one, I used to sit on the toilet in my bathroom with the door wide open because I didn't need to close the bathroom door. It was one of the new perks of living alone, except for my dog and my cat. Now, I used to talk to the dog because he'd always want to be with me. And then the cat would come in too. We would chat and then they'd get bored and go. Sometimes I used to imagine talking to a child. Don't ask me why. It then became something that I did every time I went to the loo. I'd have conversations with an imaginary child about what he was doing, what he was going to be doing, what he wanted to do on the weekend, how he was feeling, and I cannot explain it. I guess deep down I really wanted kids and I thought they'd invade all shreds of my privacy. And wouldn't you know, as soon as my son could walk, he would come into the bathroom every time I went in and at eight years old, he still opens the door without notice. Now, I'm not saying this is manifestation per se, but I am saying, I wonder if. It reminds me of the quote, at the end of your life, your greatest regret won't be the things that you did, but wish you hadn't. Your greatest regret will be the things that you didn't do, but wish you had. So if you're on the fence about manifestation, why not give it a go? What have you got to lose? What could be possible? Now, when you bring all these elements that I've talked about today together, you get to start creating your extraordinary life because you can integrate your newfound insights and practices into your daily life from today. And to keep you powered up and motivated, create a personal commitment statement that echoes your dedication to leading your life on your terms. Put everything in there from how you want to show up in work with your health, your different relationships how you're going to holiday, how you want to have fun, what makes you laugh and read it to yourself every single morning. Because that's not only your why, but it's also your compass for the rest of your life. It's the way that you'll always lead from within. And suddenly, one day, when you're facing a major challenge, you'll barely notice it. Or on another day, you'll get a promotion without even asking for it. And then in the beautiful stillness, you'll realize that you've transformed your life. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful for a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. For more information, please visit pujamaclimont.com. Sending love and talk to you soon.